The Secrets of Technology is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. And joining me today on the panel are Joanne Mercier. Hey, Joanne. Hey, Dom. And Father Corey Stika. Hey, Father Corey. How's it going? Uh, folks, before we get into today's show, I want to tell you about another show on the StarQuest Network that I'm sure you're going to enjoy called The Secrets of Middle Earth, which you can find wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash Middle Earth. Uh, and also, before, uh, before we get into today's show, uh, our main topic of discussion today is an article that was in the New York Times this past week uh, on um, girl influencers, underage girls on platforms like Instagram and men stalking them. It might be disturbing, uh, but it's an important topic that we need to discuss. But uh, I just want to put a little bit of a warning out there that maybe you want to if, you know, if, you, if it's something that is uh, too disturbing for you. Uh, if you have is- issues with hearing discussions about that sort of thing, you might want to skip ahead, you know, about halfway through the show uh, to to the rest of the the, the, the show. But um, uh, it's important. Uh, and before we get to that, I do want to ha- we have a little special discussion we want to have where I want to invite you in to tell us all about her recent experience uh, doing a demo of the new Apple Vision Pro, uh, which is out there. Uh, Joanne, tell us about what you did. And um and how others might be able to do it too, and but also your experience. Well, just to disclaimer, I did not buy one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but not because of the price. Okay, okay? Um, we'll say we'll we'll leave that right there for now. But I just they asked they said if you want to come in for a demo, I signed up for a demo. I get in there and they. They greet you right away, although they did leave me sitting for a bit, which is normal at the Apple store in Providence because it's the only one in the area and it's very, very busy. But I was led over to a table. There was the the Vision Pro in its little case. And what intrigued me immediately from how the uh, genius was setting me up was that as he's explaining it, he's telling me. I am going to be watching everything that you are on my iPad. So that's how they set up the demo. Mm -hmm. They can control the demo by using an iPad. So if you get yourself lost in something, they can get you out real fast. (laughs) I did tell him right up front that I do get motion sick. So immediately he said, okay, we won't do this. We won't do this. We won't do this, which is, you know, immediately they're taking the being very attentive about it, but it's just like your, the other ones out there, it fits on your head. And if I don't know from, I don't remember from the times that I've worn other ones, but you can actually twist it. There's Mm -hmm. a knob, you can twist the knob and it, it actually gets you know, more tighter. compressed on your head. Yeah, oh, yeah, it gets tighter. Yeah, the Quest but, does that too. Yeah. Okay. So that's something that's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. The It has a digital crown just like a watch. So mm-hmm. that does a lot of the controlling. That's on the right-hand side. 
um, the first thing it does when you put it on is it starts to measure. You know, it wants to measure your eyes first. So you, there's a series of prompts that you go through. And then it wants to measure your hands. Mm-hmm. So you put your hands in a certain position and it measures your hands. Does this sound familiar to just about <laughs> yeah. what the others do? Because no. I can see the shaking of the heads here. <laughs> yeah. The, so the quest doesn't measure your eyes, doesn't do any of the like it. Uh, and it doesn't care about your hands because it uses controllers. Uh, so okay. Uh, I don't know about the Quest Three that or the or the Quest Pro. I haven't used those. I think the Quest Pro does can use just your hands. And in fact, there is a mode where you can use just your hands with the even the Quest Two that I have. Uh, but it's not it's not as good as the, the Vision Pro. Clearly, yeah. is much better at it. So, but it it doesn't doesn't measure that stuff. Yeah, and this is the this is the difference between. Uh, augmented reality and virtual reality you, you know okay. measuring your hands is measuring your eyes because it's it's putting things in your field of vision yes instead of completely covering your field of vision right like vr does it can, it can do both mm-hmm. yeah okay but yes most of the time i was in augmented reality which i prefer yeah you know i like to know what's going on around me um the battery snaps in it's not any kind it's almost like a magsafe mm-hmm so it's now and it's a circle. Yep. So it just snaps right into the um to the so, headset. So if it snags on something, it'll just come right out. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So if you go too far, <laughs> yeah, if you go too far, it yeah. does it does pop out. Yes. Yep. Um it wasn't as heavy as I thought it might be because I was hearing people say, you know, you're gonna be wearing this heavy thing on but it heavy thing on your face. But it wasn't a Geordie visor either. Yeah. So, you know, I did have a slight headache afterwards and i had it on for about 40 minutes did you have just the one strap or the one that had the strap they went over the top of your head no just the one yeah the I've, one over the top of the head they had it there and i was like no i think i can do it with this i've heard that it's much better uh, like you it's much less fatiguing if you have the one Probably that goes over because the, top. Of the distribution yep. of weight yeah yep. more than likely yep um, I didn't use any corrective lenses mm-hmm. and I do have both corrective lenses for uh, distance and near. I just wanted to see what it would look like. Distance was no problem. Near, it got a little icky. Okay. So I could tell that I could still read it because I'm so used to squinting uh, when things like that happen. But I can see, you know, reading menus because the menus would drop down. I had no problem reading a web page. Yeah. was a little different. I could tell I had to do the pinch, which is different than the regular pinch on an iPad to get it to be a little bit bigger. Um, but the home screen, it has a home screen. Looks like, I'd say it's similar to Apple CarPlay. Mm-hmm. And I'll get the, to get to that later. Um, it's similar to Apple CarPlay where everything is, you know, the ones that they have are there. And I had no problems when it was an AI as I'm going through everything and they're showing me, you know, pin, you know, touch this, do that. They went through the gestures. Gestures are a little different. But then again, every single one of these products has different gestures. Right. You know, they're similar, but they're just slightly different between an iPad and an i and an iPhone or even a Mac. Right. So, um, but they put me in different places which is really freaky when you're watching, when you're standing on a cliff you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I'm like, gee, my husband wouldn't be able to do this because yeah. he's afraid of heights. It's real. 
Um, the immersive video is spectacular. But when it goes into 360, I get sick. Mm. <laughs> so that's when he stopped it. He said, okay, we won't keep you there. But to see everything come at you, you know, as if you're right in the middle of it is amazing. Right. That's that stuff. I was really interested in the productivity version of this. Mm-hmm. You know, what's numbers going to look like? What's pages going to look like? Keynote. And Keynote was the funkiest thing because they will have you, you can practice your presentation on a stage. Oh, cool. So they'll put you on a stage and you can, you can be like, like Tim Cook, good morning, <laughs> you know, and, and do your whole thing. Um, but it was so easy for me to transfer my knowledge of numbers, pages, and keynote into this environment. And it, when I saw the little keyboard come up, I'm like, oh, this is nice. Mm-hmm. But the good thing about it, too, is you can pair it with your MacBook Pro. And mm-hmm. it is your display. Right. It becomes your display. So you can sit there with a MacBook in front of you and type on real keys, and it will come up on the, the glasses mm. themselves. Right. That's what I was interested in. Because something like this, for someone like me, I, I'm not a gamer. And I've said that here a million times. I'm not a gamer. I'm not into all of that. But to be able to work in an environment and keep other things out of my peripheral and just work mm-hmm. that to me that's a game changer i told the genius i said this is the future of computing but you're going to get more out of it than i will you know because they, if you can do all of those different things in one environment uh, i know there's one uh, uh podcaster that i listen to uh um david sparks he, he talks about he has a writing cabin in yosemite which is he gets into this environment where he's in yosemite it looks like he's in yosemite mm-hmm. And he's got his, you know, his writing, you know, app in front of him and he's got a Bluetooth keyboard and a, ma- and a magic trackpad paired to the and he's just there. And he's in this distraction free environment in uh-huh. Yosemite. Yeah. You know, it just it, he's there and he can work without, you know, people walking to his field of view and that sort of stuff. I mean, you can right. imagine like on an airplane or that sort of thing. That would be really, uh, uh, you know, great to see. Um uh, so it's it is interesting. It is interesting, by the way, that in addition to the, using the computer or using the ca- the keyboard and the track magic track pack, it doesn't pair with Bluetooth mice for whatever reason. They did not include no. mice. Uh, it's kind of uh, interesting that they didn't do that. But um, well, it, come on, they're Apple. Yeah. <laughs> let's 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 take a beat here. Yeah, <laughs> they're Apple. They're going to want to sell you all their products. Right. I mm. mean, they have they still sell their mouse, but uh, that that's it doesn't pair with the mouse, which is interesting. Uh, so. No. It's it's thirty five hundred dollars base. You know mm-hmm. you can upgrade it. Um, mm-hmm. And I and Joanne, it sounds like you're in agreement with a lot of the pundits. Which is this is for people who are early adopters. This is not yes. the version for most people to get. Ninety nine percent of people should wait until mm-hmm. at least the next version is out. This is Apple trying to figure out you know how to do this best. This is like the original iPhone, which didn't do apps, didn't have cut and paste. You know, it barely took. Uh, a, a photo you know it was very stripped down it was apple's first you know go at a phone uh, and it was really the wasn't until the iphone 3gs i think it was what was yes. where it really became a phone for the masses and i think you know vision pro 2 or whatever that is going to be sounds like the one that if someone's serious maybe that's the one they should start thinking about 
Yeah, and that's why I wouldn't I wouldn't pay for at for this at this price. Yeah. It would have to come down and for me would have to get a little lighter. Mm. Because but I will say this, in looking around at the other people who were in the demos with me, many of them were my age or older. Mm. Okay, if you can believe that. And and a couple of my overheard said they were developers. Interesting. So yeah, this is a developer product for them to create for, you know, these people want to create for this this product line. But mm-hmm. the older people I think are thinking more like me, where it can be both something that we can be productive and if we want to watch a movie fine. Yeah. Cuz you can watch a movie in them. I mean, the sound is great. Uh, surprisingly enough, and I didn't have AirPods in. No, they have these little, so, these little things right above your ear that are, they've, yeah. they've been spending so much time. Apple's been figuring out the audio thing. It's, uh, it, it's really yeah. amazing. I've heard it's, it's amazing. So I mean, it, it is amazing, but not $3,500 right. worth of amazing for me. Sure. Yeah. Um, so if, if the listeners want to get a demo, you just go to the Apple website and you mm-hmm. to your, for your local store, you can find your local store and you can sign up for a demo, uh, or you go to the Apple vision yeah. pro page. And I'm sure there's a link there to go and sign up for a demo. Anyone can do it. it. Takes 20 minutes, half hour. If you've got glasses, they'll scan your glasses to get yep. the right inserts for them. And uh, so they, they, they really get this down, uh, this whole yeah. process down. Uh, so, and no pressure to buy. Yeah, absolutely. No pressure to buy. Yeah. That's, so that's always been my favorite. One of my favorite things about the Apple store is that it's not like some other stores where like where the uh, employees wear blue shirts, shall we say, uh, where there's a huge, you know, are you sure you don't want to buy this today? You know, because they're living, working off commission and all that sort of stuff. There is never, I never feel pressure to buy anything at an Apple store. And I really, I do appreciate that because everything there is expensive and I want everything in it. So <laughs> I don't want, yeah, I don't want the pressure. Uh, so uh, I, I would, I, I actually have plans to at some point get a demo myself because I really, I just want to see what it's like. Yeah, but I know you're afraid. (laughs) (laughs) Going on to a longer, I mean, discussion that we are not going to have now. Yeah. But I I really wonder, you know, you say like the next generation. I don't even see the next generation. And it was just actually Mm -hmm. going off a point I'd heard on MacBreak Weekly um, Mm -hmm. with uh, the Twit Network uh, that Google Glass had the right idea, just bad implementation. Right. It's when these devices, because this augmented reality, especially not so much the virtual reality, when they go from the oversized ski goggles that they are now to where you can wear them basically with regular glasses where they're regular glasses in factor, mm-hmm. that's when augmented reality is going to take off. Because right. then you could be sitting in your office and put on just a pair of glasses or if you've got prescription glasses like like we do. um then you just have your glasses and it just shows up on the screen. Yeah. You know, and that's when it's going to take off people. I, I don't see there being a big push to people haul these things on airport on airplanes, sitting in offices with rows and rows of people at desk with Google or with, mm. with Apple vision pro on their face. Right. But again, when it's you're you're working in an office environment and you just, if you're using glasses and you see your desk and everything, that's when things like this are going to take off. I could see it. I could see it replacing laptops before desktop mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I could see something more portable than the Vision Pro. So we'll just we'll just say like five years down the road, I could see them selling a lot of these for people who want to work in a coffee shop or work on a plane or on the go. I don't see this as a 
desktop replacement right away. But I do love the idea of you can have a screen as big as you want and you can have stuff everywhere. But you're right, Father Corey, it's got to get lighter. The battery's got to get integrated. It's got to be less of a big bulky nerd helmet, as Leo Laporte likes to call it, yeah. and more uh, more sleek. And uh, and yeah, I, and the price has to come down because there's no way. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, if you compare it to a to a MacBook Pro, thirty five hundred dollars is not crazy. Like three thousand twenty five hundred dollars, you know, twenty five hundred dollars is pro- is probably the range of a MacBook Pro. Now we're talking like that's something that people might be willing to do. Uh, they sell a lot of MacBook Pros at that price. Let's just put it that way. But. You know, now does does this run on its own, or does it need something like an iPad or a MacBook oh, no. Pro to run it? Runs Complete, on its own, completely. Unless you're doing the things like the, the working on your your keyboard and stuff. Okay. Well, no, yeah, and you that, can that, still that, work that, on a, with a keyboard and a, and a trackpad without a computer. Like mm-hmm. it, right. It's only when you like it has a mode where you can take your computer's screen. Well, that's, sorry, sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to keep us from going off on yeah, distractions. Right, so. Yeah. <laughs> But, so, yeah. but I, I but I will say two things. One, it is wonderful to have all of these little windows floating around in your purview so mm-hmm. that you can go back to them. And, and it, it, it's a wonderful sight. And two, if they're going to make it lighter and I don't mean to make fun of anything, you know, those glasses that the older folks wear that have the side things mm-hmm. on them. Right. That's the type of glass I could see because you still want to have that 360 if you need it yeah because yeah. of the windows <laughs> the blinders. Yeah, well, you need the, you yeah. need the blinders yes yeah. my, 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 my concern with that and i think would be a lot of people's concerns is security if you've got blinders on and you're you're see, all you're seeing is whatever your display is you have no peripheral vision someone can sneak up on, on you and take stuff things like that i think it's interesting you know, wearing it around all the time versus wearing it right. uh, when well, you're I'm, I'm visibly doing it so those are yeah. an office or something like that yeah you know? those don't are, drive um, with it don't drive right <laughs> yeah they're already someone already got busted for it they're already passing mm-hmm. laws in massachusetts about uh not wearing it while you're driving which you know it's legislating common sense all right i do want to move on because we spent a lot of time on that i want to talk about this uh other topic that we, we we've got for today and this is an article that appeared in the new york times uh, uh this past week as we record and the headline is that is um let me get to the top uh, a marketplace of girl influencers managed by moms and stocked by men. The stories about this, this, this trend is a lot of these underage girls. So under the age of 18, um, anywhere from five, six years old up to 17 who have these Instagram accounts that are usually managed by moms where they're influencers and they are generally shown in uh, whether dance outfits swim uh, attire or just, you know, revealing clothing in general that in many cases, you know, as they say, you know, other girls follow them and it's, you know, it's about fashion, but there is a large and perhaps growing portion of their audience, which are men um, who are attracted to children. Let's put it that way. Um, yep. Gross. The article starts starts with you know giving an example of this one mom who's been running her daughter's Instagram account since she was since 2020 when she was 11, which is too young by the way to have an account of your own. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she has uh, more than a hundred thousand followers, and some of them pay 9.99 a month for more photos. And she started getting creepy messages from men, including this one guy who started trying to uh, blackmail her. 
uh, into mm. providing uh, more explicit photographs and um, and videos. Uh, and you say, oh, that's gross. These moms, let's block it. But this also talks about how there are moms who are trying to be diligent about blocking creepy men and others who apparently see them as a, mm-hmm. a revenue source. So yep. uh, before we get deep into this, just your initial thoughts uh, from both of you uh, on this story and why we're talking about it. Well, you know, one thing we talked about before we started recording is this is not a, a new thing. You know, if you remember back in was it the 90s, the JonBenet Ramsey case in Colorado mm. where she was involved there. There's I didn't realize this until this case started back then that there was actually like child uh, beauty pageants. Yeah. You know, and like these are five, six, seven year old kids that are doing these beauty pageants. So this isn't a new thing. Um, this shouldn't surprise people. Um, the, the idea though, that a child becomes an influencer and it's mom doing it is absolutely immoral. In my opinion, that's, you know, at 11 years old, that child should be the worst thing that child should be worried about is which dress is she going to wear to school today? And, you know, what are they going to do after school with her friends? Right. Yeah. There's other trends involved in this, like, uh, the trend in the, in the, uh, from stores like Target and others to sell more and more revealing adults mm-hmm. styled clothing for younger and younger girls and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joanne, your overall impression of this story? I felt it was one that we needed to talk about because mm-hmm. you don't get into this. I don't think a um, typical mom gets into this by saying, oh, I think I'm going to exploit my child. I think they get into it by influ- being influenced themselves by other things and, and media and social media, but even television shows that have glorified this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and they think, oh, it's not going to happen to me. Well, yeah, it can. That's how it happens. And that's to why you. you right. <laughs> and that's and that's that's the beauty of the devil, folks. You know, it's not going to happen to me. No way. I'm smart. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. Invite trouble. Mm-hmm. So yep. I, I want to you know mention some some excerpts from the story uh, just to, to highlight them. Um, it's, it says thousands of accounts examined by the Times offer disturbing insights into how social media is reshaping childhood, especially for girls, with direct parental encouragement and involvement. Some parents are the driving force behind the sale of photos, exclusive chat sessions, and even the girls' worn leotards and cheer outfits to mostly unknown followers. The most devoted customers spend thousands of dollars nurturing the underage relationships. Mm. They mentioned just even one uh, account where um, this uh, a photo that was only available to subscribers who spent $100 a month or, uh, or higher uh, on a Ugh. subscription had 140 likes on it, which meant that they were getting at least $14,000 a month in subscription revenue. Undoubtedly a lot more. So the, the lar- right. So the large audiences boosted by men can benefit the families. The times found the bigger followings look impressive to brands and bolster chances of getting discounts, products, and other financial incentives. And the accounts themselves are rewarded by Instagram's algorithm with greater visibility on the platform, which in turn attracts more followers. Uh, so, that's another aspect of the story, which is the complicity of the platforms of, in this case, Meta. But TikTok is also another uh, place where this happens, too, I'm sure. Um, but Meta, which owns Instagram, is also complicit in this because they reward these accounts with more views, showing mm-hmm. it to more of the sorts of persons who are clicking on it. And then 
in, in some cases, punishing moms who try to uh, limit access to creepy men. Um, it, it, uh, as some of them reported, if a parent blocks too many follower accounts in a day, Meta curtails their ability to block or follow us, puts them in Facebook jail, basically, for a while, mm-hmm. because, oh, you're blocking too many accounts. You know, I, I, I don't understand that, frankly, but um, but lots of the things that Facebook does are inscrutable, <laughs> frankly. Uh, it, it also reports that account owners who report explicit images or potential predators to Instagram are typically met with silence or indifference. It seems like there's a lot of blame to go around in this. Um, there's the 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 parents who uh, the word pimping comes to mind. I know that's crude, mm. but yeah. who, who are putting their daughters out there to for, for this potential, probably with good intentions for most, probably with bad intentions for some, undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. But those good intent, even the good intentions, I think, are imprudent. Well, it's, 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 it's exploitation. So I, I think pimping mm-hmm. might be a strong version of it, but it's the same idea. Um, I, I can't imagine a mom sitting there saying, hey, let's put these pictures of my, you know, it's one thing to throw up pictures of, of your daughter, your son, you know, your son, your child, your dog your family as your you know hey we're at yosemite park and let's uh you know stand in front of this this right. tree and take a picture you know that, that kind of thing yeah you know that's and that's that's one thing obviously that's not what these are these are modeling shoots is basically what they end up being yes and i can't imagine any same parents in there saying i'm gonna put this out there and let strangers pay me to see these i just i i can't see that and when you look at the lives of how many child TV and movie stars over the years that have been, they've mm-hmm. just been destroyed because of this mindset right. in Hollywood. And then now you put it in the, in every parent's pocket in their cell phone, the capability to do that. That just makes it all the worse. It's the fact that parents are doing this and mm-hmm. they're, and then in some cases seeing what's happening the the grossness the, the the absolute disgusting men who show up in these things seeing it and going yeah but i can't let a few bad apples ruin everything like it only takes us one bad apple <laughs> well, well it's it's this it's this influencer mindset i despise that word i absolutely despise that word mm-hmm. of saying you know so and so is a social media influencer yeah i it just it i have there's nothing good that comes after that word right uh, according to the article, nearly one in three preteens list influencing as a career goal, 30 percent mm-hmm. and 11 percent of those f- born in Gen Z between 97 and 2012 describe themselves as the influencers now. <laughs> like, it's just like the, the what do you contribute? Like, I, I mean, we're in a sense we would be lumped in as influencers in the sense of we make digital content for distribution online. But that's not nearly the same thing as what they're doing. And I just, I, I you know, you think of examples like um, Charlie D'Amelio, who's really famous on YouTube and uh, mm. pre- previously on, I, I think it was, I think it was TikTok she started. Young girl started dancing, you know, doing dance stuff on there. And, you know, now she's really big and all these girls look up to and go, oh, I want to be just like her and be mm-hmm. famous and rich and then you look into the, you know, there's been reporting on details of how her family life, like, like, like these old Hollywood child actors things. It's just, 
these horrific results of it and the stalking and all of the nonsense. Um, So there's one mom who in the article says, I really don't want my child exploited on the internet said Kaylin, a mother in Melbourne, Australia. Um, And she says, but she's been doing it so long now. Her numbers are so big. What do we do? Just stop it and walk away. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Done. Yes. (laughs) Done. Simple answer. Yeah. Especially, especially when you go on to the next line, she said. Right. Her daughter, who's now 17, said, uh, she said that of her daughter, who's now 17, she's worried that a childhood spent sporting bikinis online for adult men has scarred her. She's written Mm -hmm. herself off. There's a quote from the mom. She's written herself off and decided that the only way she's going to have a future is to make a mint on OnlyFans. Which is another scourge upon the earth. Let's just that's a whole other yeah. discussion. Um, oh, but but there's cooks on there. Yeah, no, yeah, not that's anymore. Not no. the primary purpose why people go to OnlyFans. Yeah. It started off as something else, and it's become yeah. And it and what it, where is the the entire this girl sees her worth in her appearance, right? This is what you've mm-hmm. done is and so many girls with this sort of stuff, uh, this sort of social media is you've told them your only worth is in your beauty your appearance and and how men in in large part see you and that is horrible mm-hmm. and it makes yep. me wonder mm-hmm. what does this do to society and to the men that my own girls who are not involved in any of this that they are going to encounter like mm-hmm. if, this isn't just about the girls who are doing this but about all of society and this is the the, the larger uh, porn uh, discussion as well yep. what does it do to our society um it's this is it's frightening and it's disturbing. Mm. I don't know, you know, what else to say about that. And I blame the Kardashians because the Kardashians are the first ones who did this. They put their lives out on television and then started to market themselves in different ways. They started a lot of this. Yeah, I, I, I'd argue that the, the seeds of this are go earlier, but I think the Kardashians, you could say, were the first who were famous for being famous. On social right. media, they, especially. They, yeah. They do yeah. nothing else but be famous. Right. But if you really want it, it this is again, in, you know, and as, as a woman, I'll start playing the woman card here. Um, this is another way of exploiting women this has gone mm-hmm. on for centuries and millennia yeah. where a woman yeah. is used, where women is used as a bargaining chip. Young women were used to get good marriages so that their families could be aligned. So this is it. it this is just the modern stretch of it, you know, right. and who gets who gets hurt here? The women. Mm-hmm. The girls. Some, some people try to claim it's female empowerment, but it's that doesn't empower. It's no. just no. it's turning you into no. an object. It's it's de- dehumanizing and objectifying. It doesn't. It's not power. Whoever whoever tried that argument was a man, because right. that's the one way. You know, no offense, gentlemen, but you know when you see this, the, the worst part is it isn't just men that say that. Yeah, that's the worst. There part. are women mm-hmm. who believe, women, that. especially the women who are on things like OnlyFans, who are doing pornography for a career. That's what they say. Oh, I'm doing it because it's empowering it. to me. You know, and it's been said for years. Unfortunately, even former, you know, staunch feminists have been trying to promote this line too. Right. But it's mostly men that will say that. It right. is mostly men who yes. will say that. I will, I'll admit yeah, but that. The women yeah. have bought into it. Yeah. They figure the only way they're going to get power is to do the same thing. But you're not getting power, ladies. You have your own power. Use right. your own power 
don't use what somebody else tells you, you right. especially a man, what that you have this power or you have to beat a man in his own game. Don't do it. So another player in this game, another part, uh, responsible party to this are the brands that sponsor these girls. Mm-hmm. So you have active wear and dance wear and cheerleader, you know, brands that are paying thousands of dollars to these girls to to wear their stuff and influence, you know, to to advertising. They quote one of the brand owners uh, who, who, you know, pays girls to wear their stuff um, when they're confronted. Like, you know, don't you feel bad about you know, using these girls who are being, you know, viewed by these gross men um, to sell your stuff. And one, one of them says, I'll quote here, the Bible says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous, he said. So sometimes you got to use the things of this world to get you where you need to be, as long as it's not harming anybody. Okay, A, I can, it's I can come up with people. a lot more Bible verses to, to respond me, to that. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, mammon is at the root of all evil. Um, you know, uh, you I mean, can't serve God and mammon. Yes. You know, it was it to give up your life for the for the world. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, blanking on the exact verse. But the, yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, you, you don't get to use the tools of the devil for, you know, the ends do not justify the means. That's really what it boils down to. And that's what you're claiming. The Bible doesn't tell us that the end justifies the means. And this is it's that's just self-justification that's a guy probably mm-hmm. who n- deep down knows what he's doing is wrong and maybe this interview with the times will give him a little prick of conscience um but he knows what he's doing and he's trying to justify it. and that's the thing this whole this there's a, so many people uh, different it's not just the moms it's not just these these gross men it's not just the platforms it's not just the brands it's all of them and mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the victims in all of this are the poor girls who are being exploited and dehumanized. But they don't know it because it's like that frog sitting Mm -hmm. in the pan Mm -hmm. with water and you're turning up the heat. Yeah. And if you've seen some of what this type of clothing is now, I was I've been doing pictures and I've been going back to high school and seeing cheerleading uniforms from, you know, 1970, 75 and take a cheerleader uniform from that era, which really isn't too far away, if you think about it. And one of now there is way less material. Mm -hmm. I mean, I went to a Catholic girls high school. We used to shorten our skirts and hike them up. There is still way less material now that some Mm -hmm. of these girls are wearing in the for these outfits. And it's you you, and they think this is grown up. Oh, I'm going to look like and I'm because I'm going to look like the stars or the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders or something like that. It's it's. They want to grow well, up so fast. Please let these kids be kids. Well, that's another they don't part know of it. what yeah. it's yeah. like to be a kid. Mm-hmm. They don't yeah. like to just play and make up things. And, and they don't. They go right into business, you know, making yeah. money for the fam. There's a large element of vicarious living as well. I've, I've seen it when I worked mm-hmm. in youth ministry years ago of uh, parents wanting to live vicariously through their child, who, whether it's sports oh, yeah. Sports or, a big one. Um, relationships with with you know other kids. Um, you know why why don't you date more? You know you should you know whether it's to the boy or the girl, you should you should date that girl. Oh look how handsome her boyfriend is. Look how beautiful his girlfriend is. And there's this like you're you know look dude you, you know your your years are way in the past. You know those glory days are gone. Stop trying to relive them through your child. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you know, I mean, I get what like, there is objective good in sports, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't have our kids in sports, but we've all, especially parents who have have kids in sports, have seen the parents who are overly obsessed with it. Um, yeah, and I've seen moms telling girls in my youth group, you know, you need to lose some weight uh, so you can be more attractive to boys. Girls who were particular perfectly fine like they mm. they did not need to lose weight but you know they weren't you know what the mom thought she, she should be and it's and the and the girls talking to the uh the female youth ministers that we had um you know crying their hearts out because mom doesn't like them just the way they are and mm-hmm. mom's not getting it and so uh, this is just another aspect of that um that 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 phenomenon so uh i well and it's yeah and it sh- it should be a concern, and why we're talking about it in this podcast is because mm-hmm. this this is a slope that's not going to go up. No. This is going to keep going worse and worse. It, you know, slippery slope is an argument if you say it must happen and you can't stop it, but it's a reality when you say if we keep going down this path, we will slide further down. Right, and there's already an absolute scourge of child pornography out there. It's, I mean, it's, yeah. it's absolutely d- disgusting how much is out there and yes. it's only going to get worse as this continues. And these girls are going to slide into it. So what, if they're not stopped. Right. So what can we do? Um, so a, if you're in a, if you're a parent, don't put your, don't give don't create accounts for your kids that are clearly exploitative, please. Be, mm-hmm. be, and don't try to turn your kid into an influencer. Please don't do that. Uh, Actually, can I, can I change that a little bit? Just don't create an account for your kid. Any pictures Wait. of your kids are on a family account. Right. Well, yeah, One. It's, yeah. Delay, <laughs> let, delay putting them on social media. Like, I know that you can create an account for them at 13, but to go what you're saying, Father, Father Corey, maybe delay letting them get on social media a while because of all the other issues as well. The, the bullying mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, frankly, you know, let them wait. To, to have that sort of that sort of thing, too. I agree with you on that. But also we need to hold the, the platforms accountable. Uh, legislatively, mm-hmm. uh, especially, I think uh, our 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 Congress and states, you know, legislatures need to start hold, holding them accountable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to hold uh, uh, the, our, our law enforcement accountable for making sure that they're, which they're doing, you know, they're doing what they can with what you know with what they've got to 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 track down the predators. Uh, we need to hold these brands accountable and tell them they need to stop doing this. If I ever see a brand exploiting. Uh, kids like this i'm going to tell the brand i am never doing business with you as long as you're exploiting kids mm-hmm. we need to we need to take action ourselves uh as well uh in, in these things brands are stupid yeah. i have to tell you uh, not only because th- they're so about the bottom line yep that mm-hmm. they sacrifice everything and uh, this this says the next words out of my mouth have nothing to do with the, this particular thing but it's it's an, an object of um you know, to show you where, where we're going with this. This morning, I heard the most stupidest thing from a, an executive who, who is the executive of a cereal company who suggested mm. that because of the way people are, you know, prices are so high right now, perhaps families should eat cereal for, for dinner instead. I went, can we fire that man <laughs> now? But this is the way of the thinking that goes on Mm -hmm. the problem is not the problem is us we should change our the regular normal person should change our way of doing things because the great mighty influencers and the great and mighty companies are correct 
to, no. to quote Charles Dickens, aren't there enough poor houses to put them in? Like, yes, it, yeah, it, it's basically or let the, them eat cake. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, now, now to be fair, I, I doubt any one of us could say that we haven't had cereal no, for no, it's, supper. Yeah, but it's, and but no, that was but more like, out, in my case. It was more out of do I really feel like cooking? No, right, right. right. <laughs> but it's but, but no, it, it's it's true yeah. though. I mean, it's these companies yeah. are so focused on their profit. They're so focused on their bottom line. Mm-hmm. They don't think of the consequences of what they're doing and what they're saying. And this, this these pictures are a good example that again, these, right. these young girls being given very sexualized outfits by these companies mm-hmm. and they don't think about, Hey, what is this doing to our culture? What is this doing to mm-hmm. these kids? What is this doing to our future? And, and we can't even say, what if it was their kid? Because mm-hmm. they'd probably be putting the, I, I don't want to make that general, but may, you never know. They could be doing it with their own child and that sure. would be terrible. Yeah. All right. So, uh, folks, we'd love to hear what you thought of this discussion and the article. We'll have a link in the show notes to a version of the article you can read online and uh, let us know um, what you think at technology at sqpn.com. So before we move on, I want to take a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of technology, including John N., Stephanie A., J.M., Jonathan L., and Pam. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of technology and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. So, uh, something a little lighter, shall we say? <laughs> Go to something, uh, uh, but just as dystopian. No, maybe not just as dystopian. So, the BBC had a headline recently, an article. It hasn't delivered the spect- the spectacular failure of self checkout technology, and they're talking about how uh, more and more both companies, you know, retailers and customers, are getting more and more frustrated with self checkout. Um, now, from my point of view and, and how some places are pulling self-checkout out, um, the lines are long, self-checkout, you, whenever you see these self-checkout kiosk areas, um, half of them are uh, often down and, mm. and the, of the ones that are working usually have one or two people waiting for the overworked single employee to come running over to clear out the key, the, the error code on the kiosk, that sort of thing. And that's that tracks with me. I, mm-hmm. I do all the food shopping in my family uh, and the store we go to has um, handheld scanners, so you can scan as you go, scan and bag as you go, which I love. Uh, it cuts a half hour out of my shopping every week. Um, <laughs> and then, But I get to the self-checkout, and gosh, th- three out of four times a month, uh, it, it pops up an error code when I go to checkout that is either they need to... You know the, the the benign one is they need to audit. You know they need to go through and randomly scan a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff, which the 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 staffer the employees usually just scans the most visible things and doesn't bother digging in. Yep. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but uh, but often it's just uh, error code, whatever, blah blah blah, and they have to come over and clear it. And the worst ones are uh, I've had instances where they had to have a manager come and transfer my order to a whole different register, like a special register for the manager to do it um so and then this happens uh, a lot what, what do you guys think do you use self-checkout do you prefer um a, a human manned checkout um and do, have you seen checkout problems uh in the wild 
I'm I'm one I prefer the self checkout actually, which is funny because the little grocery store we have here in town, you know, small town. Yeah, there's there's no self checkout. And there's times where I would rather have the self checkout because I'm buying like one or two things. Bing, bing, pay gone mm-hmm. instead of having to sit and visit with the as much as I enjoy visiting with the cashers. But some some mornings it's just like I don't <laughs> want to talk to a person. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, I've, I've used them quite quite a bit. And when I can and they there's there is a lot of convenience to them obviously you know when you have a dedicated checkout where you can set all your stuff on the belt go forward you're there with the card machine ready to go whatever um and while they're sitting there scanning them that that that's a lot of convenience there too so and yeah yeah I've had those problems too where it's like uh rescan that or that, the one I hate is Make sure you put it in the banking area when oh, you after you have scanned it. Yes. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah. Because it's weighing everything, making sure you're putting the right things in there. Right. Right. Especially like I have like one thing I'm buying. Can I just like hold on to it? Like, no, no, you gotta put it down. Yeah. I, I set do. it next to a bag. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it I and as much as I hate, you know, the 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 problems, I still prefer a self-checkout over going to a the regular, like I recently had to go through the regular checkout once. Uh, I was buying a handful of things with, I was out with Melanie and uh, we were mm-hmm. at the store and we just went to a regular thing and it just took so much longer. It just like, even just a few things take so much longer with a human checkout. And I, I, I know that there are arguments like we should keep people, people employed. And mm, I, I don't know. There, there are lots of jobs that people could be doing. And frankly, they could be using those people elsewhere in the store because there's other issues in the store yeah. that need that, 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 that I have. Uh, so I don't think necessarily, you know, keeping check. Yeah, that would be the same argument for saying we also shouldn't do self-serve gas stations, which I hate full serve gas stations. They take forever. Um, <laughs> I, my recent experience driving in New Jersey uh, on the New Jersey mm. turnpike, uh, waiting a half hour to, oh, to get my, ooh. my gas filled uh because it was it had to wait for the guys you know it's like oh it was so frustrating i should have had, might as well get a tesla for, if i'm gonna wait a half hour anyway um <laughs> but i i i prefer self-checkout i think it's faster still even with the problems mm-hmm. I, it depends on the store because some of them have good self-checkout which right. means you've you've got a chance to scan and it's going down the conveyor and it's dropping and you're doing that others try to put six or seven scanning stations in a very small area so now you're in tight with all these other people and you're trying to get mm-hmm. things trying to get things out and it's not working mm. i rhode island now has a um a ban against plastic Bags. Oh, yeah. Same here in Massachusetts. So now, yeah. so certain stores are charging you ten cents for a paper bag. So it's asking you up front, you know, do you have any bags? And you, there's a certain way you put your bag that down on it and then press it to let it know that you're putting your own bags down. Because if you don't mm. do that, it starts to get cranky fast. Interesting. And yep. it wants to know, right? And then it wants to charge you money in order because they're thinking, well, you must have. You must be using paper bags. No, I'm not. So here mm-hmm. comes the guy over. Poor guy. Um, I love it when I see, and it's not always older people. Some people who are not good at this kind of stuff trying to use them, mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. there like for a half an hour, and the line's getting bigger. <laughs> right. So if we're gonna do if we're gonna do self checkout and real check, I like to go to real people when I have a big order. Because I feel it's going to be a lot fat, truly a lot faster. Mm-hmm. But 
I think we have to take out. I mean, I go to one re- store. There's 18 registers. Three are being used at any good time, and the rest right. sit there. And they have again this very small area for the self checkout. Pull some of those other ones out and put in the self checkout, and I think things would go a lot faster. Right. But I think you got to have. I think in this day and age, there are some people who are going to be comfortable doing that. There's going to be some people comfortable, you know. And then there are stores that don't have any. Mm-hmm. I mean, go to Market Basket around here, and it's mm-hmm. all people. Yeah. You know, and, and, and little store pom and mom and pop stores, you know, they're mm-hmm. just people. So yep. it depends on where you shop. Yeah. The the thing about the like 18 registers with three of them manned by a person mm-hmm. like, you know, either fill those registers with people or make more self checkout, but do one or the other. And I, and I do like some Walmarts are starting to change over manned registers to self checkout where it's still got the conveyor belt and everything. It's still one aisle per yeah. register. But you can, you know, you can load up that conveyor belt and then sit there and check yourself out as you go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you do have a bigger order, I usually right. don't. I'm usually not one that goes in and fills up a basket full of stuff. Usually it's more the little hand hand basket than it is the yeah. big cart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our next headline is uh, from GeekWire. It says a ring ends the feature that lets police ask users for videos via the neighbors app. Now, this is a. Uh, Very specific uh, to explain. So ring.com, you know, the ring doorbell, the ring security cameras, they have this app called Neighbors, which anyone can download and use. It doesn't, you don't have to be a ring user, but what it would do is uh, it would allow, uh, it it gives you alerts when someone posts this, uh, like someone was breaking into my car last night and here's the ring video footage, or uh, usually it's Mm -hmm. who's this, it's most often it's a stranger walked past my house. Does anyone recognize him? It's just somebody on the street, dude. It's just a yeah. guy. Anyway, uh, one feature that used to be there that they've removed was uh, a button that allowed police to, to in public, voluntarily ask you for assistance, request your, your uh, footage from your camera because they need it for an investigation in the neighborhood, you know, that in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And we're starting to see this on uh, police TV shows all the time, right? Did oh, I got, I got uh, video doorbell coverage of the crime taking place from across the street, you know, that sort of thing, but they're taking that out. And so now it doesn't mean they won't be able to request footage, but they will have to uh, get a warrant to, and request footage through ring of the users so it's going to be a much more involved process it's not going to be just a voluntary you know yeah you know in the app ask for it which doesn't mean they can't come to your door and ask for it either that's the Mm -hmm. other thing too yeah well and my town for example is now asking us to sign up to voluntarily sign up if we want our cameras Mm. you know if we if they our cameras to be used in that way and I talked to my husband and we're still on the fence about it. But hell, yeah, if I, I, I'll i use my camera to catch somebody if it, if you're going to whether it's me or my neighbors. Mm-hmm. But you need to ask me and I need to opt mm-hmm. in. Just don't put it as a feature of one of these things. And yeah. Uh, and, and to be fair, they had to ask. I mean, we even in the old feature, they had to ask you. But I just. Mm. I, I feel like I want to be in control of when, when, and if I hand right. over and I don't want to feel pressure to hand it over either. Like, Oh, don't you want to be a good citizen? You know, that sort of thing. I, I, I don't want well, to no. do that. Yeah. My town is, it, it's all voluntary. You mm-hmm. can sign mm-hmm. up. And then if you, you can still decide whether or not you're going to give them the footage. They just want to know where the cameras are in case they need, 
in, they need them. So they'll come and ask yeah. you, yes, there was something on your street. Can we use the footage? Do you have it? Because right. like my wise camera, the one on the sh- on that I have outside does record all the time. And so uh-huh. is my ring. So, yeah. but some people don't do that. Some people just yep. use them as stationary cameras. So, and, and you know, I, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't have ring. Mine's, mine's a nest. You know, it's a, of course I'm in the Google world, so it's, it's nest, but the, the idea that the police could just use this neighbor's app to ask, I, I don't see a problem with that. If it's again, they put out the, Hey, we need this. And everybody's, mm-hmm. you know, ring app says, mm-hmm. police would like to use your footage. Are you willing to do it? I don't have a problem with that. I don't you know, either, really. That, that yeah. still gives me the choice. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, there is a lot of concern about creeping invasions of privacy by our law enforcement. That is a, a real concern because we do have an expectation of some privacy. We do have a Fourth Amendment that says no unlawful search and seizure. Well, this can be a part of that if it's done illegally. You know, if the police do it without your 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 approval. Right. But that being said, it should also these are also resources that the police can use when there are legitimate crimes that they're investigating. And this can help them figure out the who done it. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't want I don't want my neighbors like outdoor uh, security camera that looks into my backyard to be like automatically used by the government. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> Just to see what I'm doing in my back. I don't know if I'm doing anything in my backyard, but you know what person I mean? Just, of yeah. TV series person <laughs> of interest. You mean? Right, right. Right. Exactly. Uh but I don't have a problem with being asked. And I think that's the big, the big thing is I just want to, I just want to be asked. It's only polite. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, before I talk about our next headline, I want everyone listening to think of it uh, in your mind about all of the streaming service subscriptions that you have. And in your mind, come up with an estimate of how much you think you're paying a month for those. And maybe you're really good at this and you know, an exact number already because uh, you're good at keeping track. But uh, I'm going to bet that you perhaps don't know uh, how much you're actually paying per month. So here's the story from uh, ZDNet. The average U.S. subscriber pays almost $1,000 a year for streaming subscriptions. Uh, so they said uh, the let's see a new report found that the average American subscriber pays $924 yearly for subscriptions. That's $77 a month. Moreover, 25%. Uh, of those surveyed pay $100 a month and 5% pay $200 a month for streaming services. This is someone with a lot of free time um, or a lot of disposable income where they just don't care. <laughs> so uh, they also go on to talk about how 50% of uh, 7% of subscribers have canceled a subscription due to recent price hikes. 36% have upgraded a subscription after an ad supported version launched. So they don't have to watch the ads. And 67% still feel like they can't afford all the subscriptions they would like. Hey, heck, I'd, I'd like all the mm-hmm. subscriptions just so that I don't have to worry about whether I can watch a thing or not. <laughs> uh, so just to throw that out to you guys, um, you know, Joanna, this was your uh, story. Uh, um, do you <laughs> care to share how much you're spending a month on subscriptions? I and see this. This is the thing. They need to take into account. What were you paying for cable? Yes. Okay. Yep. You need to take that into account because if the average is 924 a year, my average right now is not, is 990. Okay, that's what you're paying so, for streaming services. Yep. Yes. That does not include internet. 
Well, that's what I want to add is, yes, I saw some people responding saying, oh, I spent way more than that to cable. Uh, uh, Depending on how you like, you're still paying a portion of that for Internet. So you have to add that on to to that. And so you're still paying for Internet uh, access. Right. And most of mine are, uh, you know, things like I consider a subscription um, to channels, the channel guide. Because mm-hmm. I need that for my my Tableau, okay? Because mm-hmm. I rather use that than the Tableau one. But Tableau would still cost me five dollars a month, right? So you and then all of these apps that I have are all of these specials that you get around Black Friday. Mm. So I plug into all of those, and a lot of cord cutters do. Black Friday is like Christmas mm-hmm. because you're sitting there saying, "Okay, who's going cheap? Who isn't?" Right. And and then so I mean if you were paying top dollar, that price would be about I would say be somewhere between um a hundred and two hundred a month if you were just paying the regular mm-hmm. okay price. And then you have to consider ad supported or ad free. Right. Mm. You know, it, it, but I can say for myself and my home, nine ninety is the number. Yeah. You know, for me, and I've got Max, Peacock, Hulu Disney, Sling, which is the most expensive of all of them, PBS, um, and channels. And that's besides the internet. Right. So, oh, and Paramount Plus, sorry. Yeah, I have Netflix, Paramount Plus, BritBox. A couple of those are for work. Paramount Plus and BritBox are Star Trek and Seuss Doctor Who. Um, the... Uh, uh, see those Apple TV Plus, which is part of my Apple One subscription, Amazon Video, which is part of my Amazon Prime account, which I use for other things as well. Um, Disney Plus, Star Wars, um, <laughs> gotta have that. Uh, I but I like I have Netflix. I'm not sure Ooh. why. Like I still I still watch a few things on Netflix. My wife watches a few things on Netflix, but I keep thinking like, why am I? Why am I toggle? Yeah. Go in it. They keep they keep your list for nine months. Yeah. So if you mm-hmm. toggle in and out, the meter starts again. So yeah. just toggle in and out of it. I think that's what most cord cutters do. We mm. we get rid of what we don't need for a time. Like I have Apple TV Plus right now till the end of the Patriots Dynasty. <laughs> yes, and I've been then, watching that <laughs> documentary, and then you know I'm getting rid of it. But some people have T-Mobile. Yeah. They get it through T-Mobile. They yeah. get it through the other accounts. It's hard, but you can. Yeah. It's still cheaper. I than don't toggle. I should, cable. but I don't. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, yeah. I just I just signed up again for Netflix after decades. <laughs> darn here. I mean, I haven't had Netflix since you still could get the DVDs. But, oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, the only reason why I did is for the new Avatar last Airbender series, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Just binge that. So now I'm going, okay, well, so what else are we going to watch here this month before the subscription ends? Right. Because I've only had it for a week. But yeah, I'm, I'm definitely over $100 a month, you know, because I've got things like Fubo for watching yep. cable TV channels and things like that, you know, and of course, Disney Plus and, and uh, Paramount Plus for Star Trek and BritBox for Doctor Who and, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and stuff like that, you know, but um, it's e- it's easy to forget about these things. and. You, to go, you know, I had my Amazon Prime rollover recently and I'd forgotten about it. And I was going to get rid of it because mm. of how expensive Prime is getting. Yeah. Mm. You know, I really don't 
I watch some stuff like Reacher was, was on that, but I don't watch a lot on there. And prime shipping here is kind of a joke when right. you live in a rural area. So, right. but it, and that's the thing to watch those, you know, talking about, you know, knowing what you're, you're subscribed to. And I know both you, both, both of you do keep track of your bills and mm-hmm. what are coming, you know, what, what are you spending your money on? So that's one thing I was going to recommend is one thing I do every year is I have a spreadsheet that I keep and I, every year I audit all of my subscriptions. I keep track of everything I subscribe to, whether it's magazines or services, even like our phone, like our phone services, everything. Mm-hmm. And I like, what am I paying? What did I pay last year? How was it price increased? What do I not need anymore? What am I still using that? I don't, that, what am I still paying for that? I'm not using those these are important things to do if you want to keep track because i mean if you think about it why is it why do we have less money than our grandparents ever did well because our grandparents didn't have to pay for cable and internet and you know streaming services and cell phones and all of these things that that we must have today they didn't have those expenses Mm -hmm. in the past uh so you know, something to keep it check, keep track of this stuff at least. Mm-hmm. And I did not include Prime in what I just told you because we don't watch Prime video. Right. Mm-hmm. We have Prime for the convenience, and with my husband having a side business, yeah, we're up. The Amazon truck knows our number real well. <laughs> we, yeah. get, so we get lots that's of packages what we're here. Paying Right. Yeah. That's what we're paying for video. The best. The only thing I ever watched on it was the marvelous Mrs. Mabel. And that was mm. a great show. And it's yeah. done now. So everything else on there is kind of like, eh. yeah, so that wasn't included. But you need to have a sub, you need to have some kind of spreadsheet or some kind of way that you do this, because I'm not even talking. What about all the other subscriptions you have, like Office, Quicken, mm-hmm. right. your VPNs? You know, I have yep. a, I have something called Fourscore, which is musicians. Um, mm-hmm. you know, all the program. app subscriptions that you have. Yes. All yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Keep track for greeting cards, greeting card subscriptions you know things like that yeah well i have friends all over the place yeah there you go i mean and that's things everyone will be different so uh just Mm -hmm. a a recommendation keep track folks keep track you know yep there are even apps oh what is it called the one with the squirrel um bobby bobby yes there's an app to help you Mm -hmm. keep track of your subscriptions and you know it can be difficult to kind of you got to go back to your bank statements and your credit card statements and you get a look and see so actually keep track as you subscribe or renew, mm-hmm. you know, write them down. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it helps. All right. Uh, so those are our headlines. Uh, let's move on to our picks of the week. And uh, Joanne, uh, why don't you get started? Uh, what's your pick this week? And I had to go back and look to see if anybody had ever picked this before. But for me, it's the lovely and talented Reddit. <laughs> Reddit, Reddit is slowly becoming my Google. Now hear me out. Okay, I know about Reddit. I know about what goes on there. I know some people are very snarky. I know some people are not helpful. But the places I do go, and because I can determine who's snarky and who isn't, they still have cumulatively a wealth of information on many, many of the topics that I use. For example, Mm -hmm. just bought a new car. I have CarPlay for the very first time. Mm -hmm. I needed to know how CarPlay worked. So I'm Googling CarPlay. And of course, I'm going back to Apple, Apple, Apple. I went into Reddit to see if they had a subreddit 
on CarPlay. They had like four of them. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, oh, you can do that. And people were breaking it down. That's what Reddit does. It breaks it down. Person asks one question and you get and you can usually find a similar question to what you're looking for. And if you don't, like I've done with cord cutting, I put it in. And yes, there are the snarky people, but then there are the really helpful people. Mm-hmm. So I see Reddit as another place other than just going to Google or AI or something like that. And it's something because it has its own app, you know, it's something that I can just go to and say, all right, here's another place to get some information. And I can also help other people as well. Right. You may throw tomatoes now, but no, I still think no, it's, 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 it's it, it, another it, place. Reddit. Reddit has really replaced the old forums. If you remember like the different yes. forums for different topics or whatever. And news groups. Yeah. And news groups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really replaced a lot of that. And it's it's a good thing. I mean, there there are times, yeah, looking up something technology wise, you know, you look up like a Linux question. Oh, you know, here we go. Boom. There's the answer. You know, here's somebody else who's had a similar problem with this mm-hmm. game or with this app or with this thing or, you know, different like you mentioned cars. You know, manufa- different manufacturers have different forums on reddit subreddits mm-hmm. and you can find out so much about your vehicles and hey I, i'm i was i got the the check engine light and i scanned it and through this code well that means this and you need to look at this thing getting replaced or oh that's going to get expensive because your transmission is about ready to go kablooey it's time to get rid of the car or whatever it might be mm-hmm. well the fact this is reddit is like the internet it's got everything it's including the bad stuff mm-hmm. there's there are bad sections mm-hmm. of it but it's got, you know, it, it's got stuff about food. It's got stuff about art. It's got stuff about Catholicism. There's a huge uh, subreddit on Catholicism. I mean, Ooh, it's, I haven't gone there. It's, it's everything. And uh, there's even an SQPN subreddit, which we never, we don't actually use. But someone created it years ago and then handed it over to us uh, to, to have. Nice. Uh, but, um, you know, the, and, and I use it a lot, like, like you said, Joanne, when I have a question about something, Usually somebody else on on Reddit has already had the same question and there's a discussion about it. And I don't have to find, you know, uh, a million other websites. It's all, you know, it could also often right. always be here on, on Reddit. So, um, sure. Why not? And there's fun things like, you know, there's a subreddit called Today I Learned where people just post mm-hmm. random things that they learned today or. Oh, ask old people advice. <laughs> there is a re- there is a subreddit for that. I've I've read that. When I want something humorous, I'll go back and read that. There there's a, a subreddit called "Am I the?" Um, I'll use the nice word "jerk," and where people po- post situations and oh, say, yeah. and they're asking people to judge. Was I the jerk in this situation, or or mm. is this person the jerk in this situation? But usually, it's "Am I the jerk in this situation?" And my wife and I love to read those and to, to talk about them. Like, oh my gosh, you are so the jerk. Or <laughs> yeah. one, one, one of my favorites is red, redneck engineering. <laughs> they post pictures and stuff of of uh, different redneck fixes like i saw one actually just today where it was like somebody had like their wireless hub hanging from the box <laughs> the actual power box on the side of the wall it was like duct tape together <laughs> oh. i'm sure duct tape uh, is uh, it shows up a lot in redneck engineering oh yes yes <laughs> just right. know that when you go, just know when you go in cord cutters every other question is about an antenna <laughs> right. Every right. other question is an antenna. That's the thing is sometimes you have the you know, with a lot of these internet forums, you have people asking the same questions over and over, and it's just the nature of the beast. Uh all right. Thank you very much, Joanne. That's a good pick. Jo- uh Father Corey, what's your pick this week? So of course I like, you know, games and I, I like the quick pickup games. Games that you can play for five, ten minutes, just load it up, play it. 
play a couple of rounds and you're done. And of course, the old Atari games are wonderful for that. You know, like the old Atari arcade games, 2600 games. And so they on Steam, you can get Atari recharged games. There are different games, old games that they have completely redone, new graphics, new gameplay, you know, the gameplays similar but they use like modern controllers instead of the old joystick um games like centipede asteroids berserk uh missile command breakout yars revenge if you recognize any of these names you're gonna want this set (laughs) and they're all like 10 bucks a piece or less and you can get them on sale like you can usually get the collection i think i bought the collection for like 50 bucks for 10 of them, you know, so depending on when or eight of them. So when you, you look, uh, just keep kind of put them on your, your watch list. And then when you see that the, the, the collection is on sale, buy it, you know, kind of like the black Friday type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what's great too. It was kind of fun too, is, you know, of course, every steam game has the achievements, you know, you, you, you do, do, do kill this many bad guys and you get an achievement. All the achievements are titles of different bands, songs. So like queen, Rolling Stones, Pink Floyd. Each game <laughs> is a different band. Um, David Bowie was one of them. Um, let's see if I can pull up the achievements here and, and kind of just mention one real quick. Uh, so this was a uh, uh, centipede. Um, yeah. So I mean, just oh, so, and this is Blue Oyster Cult because one of the achievements is fear the is the reaper don't fear the reaper the reaper so yeah so it's kind of fun to figure out which theme is which so yeah if you like i say if you love the old atari games whether it's the console old 2600 console or the arcade check them out it's a lot of fun and again these are great just pick up and play games well it's nice too is you can they're windows mac and steam deck so you can use them in yep. any of those that's really nice that's awesome good pick I might pick up Breakout because I just I have, I have great nostalgia for that. <laughs> You're tempting well, especially... me because that's my era. That's <laughs> well, the type of games I like. Yes. Well, and of course, that's 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 a Jobs game. Jobs was game, wasn't <laughs> that's it? That's right. They, I think they did work on that at Atari. Yep. So my pick this week is not a pick. It's a trick. It's a it's a hack that I want to share with all of you uh, <laughs> and uh, th- th- hopefully make your life a little better. So speaking of self-service gas pumps, uh, a lot of them have these dis- video display advertising. You know, you show up when you start pumping, it turns on and it's loud and it's music and it's repetitive too. Like I have a van, it takes me a while mm-hmm. to fill it. So, and it's, and it repeats on a loop, you know, and it's just obnoxious. And it's just, sometimes it's just like, oh, I just want the noise, the constant noise of, of, of technology to stop once in a while. I just want to pump my gas in peace, you know? So if you look at most of these, these uh, gas pumps with the video screen, if a lot of them and most of them that I've encountered, I've, I've, I've confirmed this across different brands, even they'll have these mm-hmm. series of white buttons on either side of the screen, these white rectangles. If the almost always the second button from the top on the right is the mute button. Soon mm. as that sound starts, you press that. And it should blessed silence will ensue. <laughs> uh, Thank you so much. <laughs> and I, I don't know, I'm like maybe some of the other buttons will turn it off. I haven't, I haven't ventured to do that, you know, to try it. I don't think you're going to hurt anything. And I don't think there's any reason for anybody no. mad because it, as far as I know, uh, it unmutes on the next, you know, the next go round. Mm-hmm. It only mutes it for this particular uh, uh, transaction. So, um, so give it a try wherever you are. Uh, let me know if you, if, if it works for you or if you just, dis- if you discover other useful, 
of the uses for those buttons um, and spread the word. Let's 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 spread some yes. some silence. <laughs> I, I'm so glad my little gas station doesn't do that because I was so mad the previous town I lived in when they started doing those stupid ads because they're <laughs> they're they're dumb little articles or ads or commercials or, the weather or just, report. Yes. Yeah. Or the uh, Maria Menounos yeah, podcast. Yes, whatever. That's the, who I was thinking of her. Yep. <laughs> like she's that's everywhere. Who I was thinking of. I'm like, that is entirely not a podcast I'm ever going to subscribe to. Maybe we get mysterious world on one of those. Never mind. No, we'll just, <laughs> or, hey, the old mysterious world shorts. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would actually be pretty good. Uh, but you know, subway McDonald's, all that sort of stuff. It's always showing up there. Um, so, uh, Going for your pizza. Don't forget that. <laughs> I know. So uh, just get a little a little respite from the constant uh, barrage of noise uh, in that. All right. So uh, that's it from us this time. We would love to hear what you thought of any part of our discussion this week. You can let us know by commenting on the show at sqpn.com slash technology or the StarQuest Facebook page, facebook.com slash StarQuest Media. Send an email to technology at sqpn.com. Visit the StarQuest Discord community at sqpn.com slash discord. And you can find links from our discussion and our picks of the week on our show notes at starquest.fm slash TEC246. Tech246. That's the episode number this week. Uh, be sure to follow The Secrets of Tech in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, on your favorite podcast app, or on YouTube, where you should make sure to subscribe and hit the bell to get notifications. Until next time, Father Corey Stika, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of technology. Thank you, Dom. Joanne Mercier, thank you as well. Thanks, Dom. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to the secrets of technology on StarQuest. <laughs>